0: Alright guys, welcome back to um, Professional Goblins. Uh, tonight we have a wonderful game, and Mike is going to explain it to you. This is something of an irregularity, but maybe we'll make it a thing. It's, uh, I guess we'll call it like After Hours or whatever.
1: This is one of my favorite games. It is called The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. Um, so in this, we will each be playing 17th, 18th century nobles, and we are in a tavern telling the best tale that we can. And um, I am Duke Milo. I have a small territory that I keep in the English Highlands, and uh, I am, of course, accompanied by uh, Duchess Savannah. Uh,
2: Grand Duchess, thank you.
1: Madam, (laughs) I am so sorry, I I... slipped on my tongue.
2: Of course, of course, I'm sure. Could it be that perhaps you've had a bit too much to drink, good Duke?
1: Ah, I have never had too much to drink. I think you know that.
2: <laughs> there are stories, I will admit. Hmm.
1: And who will be joining us at the table this evening?
3: Well, hello, I am, a uh, Captain Kennedy.
1: Captain, a man of the military or the Navy.
3: Oh, I'm a man of my own m- making, uh, and I, uh, like to sail oh, each seven taverns each time I come into port, if you know what I mean. But, I uh, do. I do. No, a man,
1: man of my a man of my stripe.
3: And while I like to fancy myself as uh, one of the uh, best duelists in the world, I shall have you know I've never drawn my sword in anything but the defense of a noble, virtuous woman. Fine thing to know. And
1: this last character, whom are you, sir?
0: I'm a, I'm Lordy Angus Crackhouse.
1: Oh my! Oh, I see.
0: Let's you
2: say invite I you have Angus Company. Let's <laughs> say if you ever saw my
0: my my land, you'd be impressed. But let me tell you, it's way up in the mountains. Yeah. It ain't something pretty. But you know, you don't need something pretty just to make a buck. I've been oh. here since before your mom actually could be knee high to a little yellow grasshopper. I've have, I've have of
1: course heard of the mighty crack houses of Ireland, who hasn't?
2: It is is true. It's, it's a thing of note even in my country.
3: Indeed, one, I've got at least three IOUs to the crack houses.
2: I know it'll be going to
1: them tonight. I remember one compelling note about the crack houses of of Ireland. It was uh it was your family that. Captured the Loch Ness monster for a time, was it not? Yeah!
0: That was my dad! We went ahead! <laughs> it dad, was a fishing trip that went real wrong! But then turned real right! We rode it into battle against those British bastards!
1: Which battle was this?
0: The Battle of Loch Ness! Ah, oh, yes, of course. Ah, the Battle of Loch Ness. Please, tell us. Oh! The Battle of Loch Ness! Oh, boys! And girls, you're in for quite a story! So, there we were! It was the- it was a beautiful summer day! Wonderful! And- uh, Yes? What
1: were you doing, uh, what were you doing in Scotland? Because I was in the understanding that the Lake of Ness was in- in Scotland, isn't it? And the crack
0: houses are from Ireland, are they not? <laughs> I'll see your damn thing. Um, it was, Yes, but we were invading! Come on, you need, to invade for, you need to invade for a fishing trip or it ain't a proper fishing trip. Wow. So there we were. We were in the Loch Ness. And we had our sandwiches, we had our pita bread, and we had our wonderful spears. Because that's the only way you can fish, really. A proper man can, at least.
3: With pita bread.
0: Pita bread! The only type of bread you can eat to be a real man. Anyway, it's a crackhouse in tradition. So, me, I was just a ye little boy, and my dad, he's at least eight feet tall, in case you didn't know. And his kilt, you can use it like a tent when you oh, sleep. oh, uh,
2: my my good lord, uh I I must uh, interject. Uh I heard that your father in fact wore stilts. Let's
0: say, oh. Yeah, that's true, but that's only because he got his legs blown off at the knees fighting the Russians! <laughs>
2: Oh well.
0: Okay. No. That's see, he had to maintain his height. In fact, he's a hu- he's such a humble man. He took a whole foot off.
2: Well, so, uh, and in our defense, we took two feet off.
0: That's it. That's that's fair. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, we're there with our hummus, with our with our fishing fear fishing spears, and you know, wouldn't you know, we're sitting there and we hear it we feel a a, a mighty mighty. It's trembling, and we can't figure out what it is! Now, of course we've caught in fish, we've been wrapping them in our pitas, and we've been eating them! Like a true man does! Now, down from up there, up on their hill, with our, I guess a corgi, um... Comes a great monster! A neck like a skyscraper! It's the scariest thing you've ever darn seen! Now!
1: I have not heard this term before, I've traveled quite far and wide. What is a
0: skyscraper, sir? I us say, it's it's when you go ahead and you're with your wife and you reach up to the ceiling and you scrape it while you're in the middle of a heated, passionate moment. While well, eating pita. While well, eating That's pita, of course, if you're a
1: Wouldn't that be a roof or a ceiling scraper?
0: But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a term, you know? Mm. It's a I mean, I, I
2: figured all true Krakhausens only had their, uh, their passions on the outside, so it is a metaphor, Duke Myler, yes, they yes. stretch at the sky? Of course. Well,
1: I mean, if they're so tall, wouldn't the sky for them, if it is the ceiling, be quite low? That's it. So are you saying the neck of the monster was only, maybe, ten feet high?
0: Well, we'll call it ten feet high, but you know what? It was stretched out like a snake over a great distance. <laughs> so anyway... This thing, most terrifying thing you'll ever see, comes down. It had four great flippers and a fifth on its, on, on the rump. And it was going across the ground. It was waddling with great vigorous motions, carving a swath through the underbrush. Now it gets there, and my pa looks at him with his peg legs, his two stilted legs, and he goes, he goes, great monster, great beastie, what are you doing here? And he goes, what do you want from us? And he goes, and he, the, the thing, it can talk, by the way, I swear to you. Not in human speech, but in, um, it's kind of a, a bestial understanding between people. And you, and we sat there and we looked at him. We had, he, my, my pa, he looked him right in the eyes. And he goes, oh, he's just returning from the bathroom. He has to take a dump out there. He don't, he don't poop or heats. He's a gentleman himself. So we, we go, you want some pita, sir? And he goes, what? And, he, and, he, and he nods his great, wonderful, low head, and he goes, "Oh my God! All right, have some fish, have some pita." And now this monster—it has never had pita before. The great Krakhauser pita. Now I'll tell you what—he loves that pita so much. We give it, we put him in our own tartan. And now he's wearing a kilt, around the neck, obviously, because that's where all proper ones would be worn for a, a, a sea monster of that disposition. And, you know, that's when he became our mount. He became our best friends. He drank with us on a regular basis. Every time we invaded Scotland, he was right there. We got to ride him in there. I mean, how do you think we got all the way to, uh, to Britain to invade them?
2: For Why? more fishing trips or, or more general purpose invading? I mean,
0: sometimes it was fishing trips. Sometimes it was, you know, bowling expeditions on the lawn. It's not a proper... Invasion! If you can't blame it on something else,
1: only a crack house could befriend the Loch Ness.
0: That's it. I'll, I'll I'll drink to that. Oh my God. So. <laughs> so I heard that uh. That our, our friend, are you are you Russian, right? That that's the country you're from, right?
2: Da da, da.
0: Then Mestravia. <coughs> I hear you have a wonderful story about drinking and about the Toast Nostravi and, and the history of it. I heard you were involved somehow.
2: Well, you see, I being a a well-travelled uh sort of woman. I, I have as you've perhaps heard, I've been to the moon. Um as, as and you do. Da, da. Um and so what it was is that my contacts on the moon because i have you know had had converse with the moon men uh, my contacts on the moon said that they spotted with their magnificent telescopes a very special hot spring on the face of the earth the, the most remote part of south america and so what i did was I got into my royal barge and I took along my dear friend Marguerite, she is my handmaiden and I, she little known fact uh, is the most large lunged person in the world and she took a very deep breath and she blew and she blew the ship all the way from Russia down to South America
3: but I thought you were on the
2: moon. No, no, I I was on the moon and they told me of the hot spring so I had to go back to visit the hot spring. Uh, I see? mean, I couldn't go unprepared. All of my best uh royal cloaks are at home. Uh, you can't leave your good things at the moon. They get covered in moon dust. It's very gritty. Uh, but yes, no my my secondary home is in fact on the moon though. Uh you just need good dry cleaner.
3: But, but if there's one thing that I've, I've learned about, um, about your ship, which is an amazing ship, is that you actually have the world's worst navigator.
2: You know it, it is true. Um, I specifically employed this person because it makes life interesting. Um, so, in fact, uh, his name was Eustace. Strange and silly name. Um, but his name was Eustace, and he is the world's worst navigator, and we were trying to sail to South America, and somehow along the line, we ended up in Hawaii, the the strange land of the volcanoes, and what happened was, you know, we were looking for hot springs, and we looked up on this mountain, and we saw great clouds of steam and smoke coming out of the volcano. And I, I you know had I asked one of the natives what this was and they were of very little help, frankly. Uh but we, we communicated through gesture, uh and I finally found out that their volcano goddess lived. and I figure, you know, being a, a woman of high standing and being a queen of the moon and a grand duchess of Russia, I should, you know, being in this goddess's territory go visit her.
1: As one does. Uh,
2: Indeed, indeed, it's only polite. Uh, So I went to go call on this goddess. Uh, And so it was a perilous trek up the mountain. There was much lava that was still coming down. Uh, However, uh, my handmaiden, having her prodigious lungs, uh, was able to cool all of the lava before it was able to uh, overheat us in any way, which was good because, you know, my dry-cleaning bill is bad enough. I don't need any more of it. So, we reach the summit of this mountain and the volcano goddess herself rises out of the magma in the godera of the volcano. And her eyes, they are like two stars shining in her face, and she leans in and the heat is like that of a thousand suns. But of of course, you know, being a a woman of uh, much fiber, I, I did not wilt before this. And she greeted me in in the language that you know, much much like uh, you described that of the Loch Ness, but you know, goddessly. Wait, you
0: know, I, a, I heard this okay. story a little differently. Didn't uh-huh. you? But say, wasn't this the point at which your handmaiden got melted?
2: Is that what happened to her? Well, ah, uh, it's uh, it was. She was somewhat melted. Somewhat, um, melt. okay. It is is partially true. Uh, What it was, in fact, there was a small lava pool off to the side, and while I was conversing with the goddess, uh, she decided that she wanted to take a dip in these hot springs because they are good for the skin. This was a terrible plan. Uh, And and she, in fact, did melt. But because this was the hot spring of a goddess, uh, she melted and was reformed. ...is a lava person.
0: Ah, that's where the famous lava people come from.
2: The I've heard I've heard lava Yes,
3: yes, I've heard of the lava. I had him as an ex-wife once. You what now? I had one as an ex-wife once.
2: Oh, well, they- I'm sure things were very heated in the bedroom and <laughs> everywhere.
3: She was very, very hot, but surprisingly, her heart very cold.
2: Ah, uh, well, they have to have something to regulate it out, I suppose. Um ultimately it sadly cost me my handmaiden because when I attempted to leave, uh she almost set the boat on fire. Uh so we had to leave her on the island. Uh I, I mailed her uh schnitzel and things that one cannot get in, in Hawaii. Um but anyway, so before she almost set the boat on fire, I, the goddess asked me why I was here and I said, I have come To make the most perfect drink in the world. And so she gifted me what she called the essence of fire. uh, Which would make any drink burn very pleasingly as it went down. Which you think is a common thing. But it is in fact a magical property. It would keep you cold. Or it would keep you warm even in the coldest of Russian nights. So I, I took this gift in a, a small crystal flask, and we, sadly leaving my handmaiden behind, I sailed in the direction of Russia. But sadly, my navigator was not the one who melted. Uh, so there were many more adventures, but those will have to wait to another eat. Well Five. said. Well, well, well
3: spoken. I'm practicing. Yes.
2: So, uh, so, Captain John, um, I heard, and this may just be a rumor, but I heard that at one point, you, in fact, uh, found the heart of the famous jungles. The famous jungle what, I'm sorry? Yeah,
0: you cut
3: out. The
2: famous jungle of Uzbekistan. Ah, Uzbekistan, yes.
3: Uzbekistani jungle? It takes a lot of skill to sail there, you know. A lot of skill. Not yeah. many sailors can do it. But I can do it, um, mainly because I own one of the few ships that has feet. I
2: it's see. Are they ship. clawed or do they have toes like man feet?
3: Uh, they're like duck feet. Oh! It's incredible. Before we before we set sail, I uh, have the crew spin this little gigantic peg at the back of the ship for an entire day, and then they let go, and we just move through the water. Completely original design. No one else has uh, had thought of it yet. Except for maybe this giraffe man I once knew. But no, it's completely original design. I call it the P. N. Gwen uh, motorized ship uh, compartment. But I have Uzbekistan. heard of
1: that. There was uh, some talk of the patent for the P. N. Gwen ship uh, belonging to. Uh, who was it? That upstart American. It isn't. Edison? Yes, I believe so. Didn't he file for uh, registering it just recently?
3: Well, that's why I had to go to the jungles of Uzbekistan. It was because of Edison. Ah. that's the so land. there I was. There I was. I was in Kazakhstan crossing the Uzbekistani border, which is really dangerous to do in summertime. You know, when all the trees are are full of leaves and all the... Uzbekistani, uh, animals are all in their, um, um, how should I put it, their, uh, romantic period.
2: Ah, heat! So I'm on Skyscraper! Yeah. I, I heard, boat. in fact, that, uh, your, you and your ship were accosted by the famous giant Uzbekistani duck who mistook your ship for a pretty lady duck.
3: You know... The problem with having the most beautiful ship on the ocean is that it, too, gets its paramours. And I try to be, like you know, a doting parent, and I try to let the boat decide for itself. But sometimes, I just get a bad feeling. And this one, I don't need to explain to this refined company what mallards are like, but ah. I do not trust a mallard and never will. But you're going along the great Becky Amazon River, trying to find where Edison had hidden his camp. We heard this loud noise in the distance, this noise which sounded like whoever here. It was just this weird warbling noise that kept saying, Tongue depressors, $300. Wait, Room and ball, wait, sorry. I
0: know this one. It's the Loch Ness Monster, isn't it?
3: It's. we got closer, we found that there was the Loch Ness Monster who was serving as the Man of Honor. Or that duck, which was weird. I've never seen a ship get challenged to either a shotgun wedding or a formal duel a Cenozoic lizard and a giant mallard. But let me tell you, friends, I think I have now the Ness monster who was eating a foul smelling sandwich. You take I was that born back, maybe bread. <laughs> it's He's a pizza. <laughs> Stood there and said, I must finish the, of this mallard. And at the end of it, we will either fight or you will give in to the demands of my friend, Sir Cardinal Mallard. He was both a knight and a cardinal. It was very weird from his religious order. And probably a uh, byproduct of his upbringing. But, as we got closer, he said, 5,000, X-rays, 2,000. And it was that moment that I realized we were truly in a dangerous situation because we were dealing with, my friends, a real quack. So as the malware the Loch Ness Monster challenged my boat, I could only do one thing. And I had to pull out my secret weapon for I had on my crew Tam Zamrazan, the greatest animal trainer in the world. I believe you've read all of his blogs. He's really famous on the Tumblr. Which no, is that a lot of Tumblrs are very
0: important these days. you got to keep reading them.
3: So I look over at Tam and I say, Tam, the Uzbekistani rainforest, surely about to meet our death. What can we do to avoid having our ship savaged by this brutish?" monstrous duck and he looked at me and said well there's only one thing which we really can do ducks can fly and the sea the Loch Ness monster can swim but there's one thing our boat can do that they can't and that's run through the jungle pulls out this guitar starts playing with ballads and our boat pulls itself out of the water just starts running running through the jungle this ugly bronze building and we're trying to look at our map to figure out how can we get there and the map is just ugly uzbekistani contraption which i got in a, in a maybe in a card game uh, you know
2: was it perhaps drawn by my worst navigator
3: oh you know what there were scorch marks on the edge of the map so what
2: what make sense
3: your navigator tried to use this uh, alphabetical system, accidentally repeated, Ooh. especially around the third mark. So there were two C's, <laughs> and I had no idea how to read this. So all I knew was was that the Edison's complex, E, there's an R, there's another C, and I figured, well, I'm bringing company to dinner. Surely Edison won't mind. As we break through the jungle, Edison was looking out from his veranda, and he saw us, this marvelous sight of the ship leaving the forest and as we're getting closer I remember looking back at my navigator and shouting CCR running through the jungle (laughs) that was the last piece of music that he heard before the Loch Ness Monster and the giant duck the Sir Cardinal crashed into his building that he heard now there was was, was a really horrible affair I'm afraid that I don't know what went down but I do know that it was duck and as we were sitting there, trying to avoid all of the problems of a burning ship and a burning building. And I just said, tried to shout something to him, but we couldn't hear because that Loch Ness monster was just making so much noise between where's where's my sandwich and Edison, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. And I remember looking back at Edison and saying, hey, just call me later. Made our way out of the jungle, convinced that. Whatever destruction was awaiting for Edison, surely the duck and the Loch Ness Monster would reap it upon him. And I would better that day. And he agrees.
1: Explains much of the uh, comings and goings I've heard on the Tumblr.
2: Indeed, indeed. We'll we'll see.
3: Inscribing things on uh, cups is the greatest way to send information. You Clearly. just gotta keep it small and like tiny little bites.
1: It is the new age, surely.
3: But say, uh, but your excellency, surely any tale that I could tell pales in comparison to what I feel is probably your greatest exploit, which has to be that time that you fought three, count them, demons, someone from the darkest corners of hell and what can only be described as the funniest duel of our time.
1: Uh, I do tire of telling this tale, but I will, of course, indulge you. Yes, I was in Italy at the time. I remember because the pasta was always cooked to the perfect, perfect temperance. And uh, I believe this was Rome. Yes, yes, it was the Roman Colosseum. You see, uh, there's a lot of uh, confusion about this. They were not. Technically, demons. Uh, That's a common misnomer spread by the church, and their indulgence in me as their holy
0: warrior, some such nonsense. I've never given them much. Now, 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 I just have to make this clear. You're talking about the Jewish church, right? Ah, yes. The, the, the Jewish pope.
1: Yeah, well, no, there is no, no Jewish pope. Uh, as such, but uh yes, I do often mistake the two, as I said, I pay them little heed, but uh yes, yes the the people of uh david 's faith do often espouse my uh my stories and spread their tales and a little bit of embellishment uh, as it were no it, it's funny that you bring that up because at the core of it uh were the gold ones. see they weren 't demons at all, it was a large carnival being held in the Colosseum. And there were clowns. Clowns by the dozens, by the scores, everywhere you looked. Clown Ah, over here, clown over there. There was a lion clown. A lion clown,
3: I say. Really, a lion clown. It's a bit much, I thought. Tell me, were there, um, of these clowns, were there um, any fools? Ah, they were all fools. But the most foolish of them all
1: were the demons, you see. So, There was a, uh, apothecary of sorts that was quite, quite obsessed with the, uh... How I might one put it? He sought to puppet life in a sort of artistic performance in what he referred to as carrionettes. And, uh, he prepared these shows with his carrionettes that were quite gruesome and entertaining, I will admit. They were thrilling to the eye, to be sure. Although, uh, the participants were, as one might expect of a puppet, a little lacking in emotion. So, you see, he sought to bring animation to his carrionettes, and this is where the mix-up with the demons occurs. So, following the teachings of the good old books, he sought to create a golem using the uh, remains of some individuals that found an early and unfortunate end in Rome. I assume. I was not personally involved. This is just in the papers, you understand. Uh, Anyway, as I was sitting there in the main courtyard of the events and enjoying some fine rosé wine, I saw a child enjoying the parlor tricks of a clown approached by another and I immediately could tell that something was awry because its, its jaw just came at this angle that uh, no amount of makeup could uh, could pursue. Anyway, I approached it and I uh, tried to begin a conversation, but these things, uh, while able to facilitate uh, the model of life that we are so accustomed to and appear... As uh, if they my, were any...
2: my Lord Myler... Uh, I, I heard, in fact, uh, that its jaw was so grotesquely large that it swallowed you whole.
1: Ah, yes. I was I was getting to that. So, I approached it, uh, just as the child and it were about to grasp hands, and I tried to begin a conversation. I saw immediately from the slow way the jaw worked something strange was occurring in the creature. See, it was a A thing of science, uh, of which I am still a little bit unfamiliar, if I might be completely honest. I find it to be, uh, spurless, like the black magic or some such, you know. Good thing the church is on top of things. Anyway, as I was saying. But Jewish church, right? Oh, not just the Jewish church. Oh, okay, everyone got it. it. All policing it, I think, quite fervorously, and as they should.
2: Indeed, that right. is. Uh, I think the Jewish are more into the golems of clay rather than the golems of people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which I believe is why they call them demons. Ah. That's where the mix up occurs. So I begin trying to converse with it. It fails. I see the jaw working. I go to touch it, trying to get a sense of what was wrong with it as I called out for a doctor. And just as I do, looking away, its hand, my hand just disappears into its mouth to maw, as it makes this terrible, terrible farting noise out of its backside, and suddenly, before I know it, I'm inside of it, this fleshy monstrosity. So, as you might expect in some places, bases, Italy, that, uh, the gastric expulsions of the creature caused a great, great, great consternation of clarity. And when I peered out of its backside, there are some people that dropped to the ground hysterical. I was not amused whatsoever. Yeah, it's As luck would have it, two more came out from behind some stalls, and they grew in interest and wanted a taste, but I wouldn't have any more of that. Now, the thing with it is that, uh, for such a quick and, uh, rapid expulsion from the body, there are a lot of effluviants required, so I was very slippery as I began my melee with these combatants. Uh, I am not a comedic actor, but I've been told by several professional respected individuals that my performance would have been enough to earn me the uh, stewardship of a king or queen if I so chose. And I believe it, uh, everyone seemed to enjoy the show.
0: Your Excellency Uh-oh. though, I got the question. How hmm. were the pitas involved? And why were there so many later? How did they factor into the duel?
1: The pitas. Ah. Mm-hmm. The Peters, yes. I recall the pitas. You know, now, it was a bit of a surprise, but there was a large Greek contingent there. Ah, I suppose some sort of intercultural festival or something some such with the church as it always often is. The Jewish and church. As there were many attendants of the Jewish church in, in town at the time, there were quite a number of stalls offering their uh, preferred pita meals. Now, there were a couple of carts containing all of their pitas. And it was into these that one of the creatures threw me after I had felt... Another, uh, by, as it turned out, much to the chagrin of all the audience, uh, exposing it to a great deal of manure. You see, the process by which this apothecary created his golem demons, as it were, found itself completely disrupted by the introduction of a large amount of nitrates, and if you are familiar at all with science, and as I said, I have begun to dabble in it, as uh, any good intrepid explorer would, uh, nitrates are quite common in feces. So, dumping a bucket upon one caused its foot to disintegrate, and in turn, I lured it over and tripped it into a pile, and that was done. But, uh, as I was preoccupied with this maneuver, another came up behind me and tossed me into a large, large cart of pitas. The owner was furious, (laughs) for they were truly ruined for who would buy a pita. After it was done up by a man covered in the saliva, shit, and dirt of the streets. I can think uh, of a few people. Uh, clearly,
2: clearly they could sell them as uh, souvenirs. later. They could lacquer them to remove the smell. I or,
3: understand that, or that, that they is- sell them as is, because who could notice the difference in taste between your pitas and other pitas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, as it stands, I do understand the church did turn a couple into a sort of Resin-covered plates with artwork over the battle For memorabilia and sent out to the various synagogues Yes uh, So I was knocked into the peters and for a moment I lost lost my way Stumbling out and into the uh, startled horses sides of the cart. I jumped upon one began to Move them about the square and try to get people away from the foray as they had all closed in, thinking it was a show, of all things. Italians, right? Anyway, uh, using the stampeding horses, I managed to circle around the two creatures to get them together. And, uh, it was a bit of a doing. It was a bit of a doing, dancing the horses off of the carts and then working them Around, but I eventually made a train between the horses, myself scampering about them all four, and the two golems. And after a long enough period of time, if you walk a horse, it will expel something from its backside. Uh, by the time the first golem lost its legs, I'd say half the crowd was gone. And by then, I'd managed to secure a bit of help from my aide, Chauncey.
2: Ah, uh, uh, he, he of the, the pickles, right? I believe you, you told that story sometime back.
1: The pickle factory? Yes! Yes, yes Chauncey of the pickle factory. Yes, Chauncey, poor Chauncey. Uh, it took him quite a while. Uh, you know he is slow a bit after that. I can't leave Chauncey behind. So after about two hours, I'd say, he returned with a few buckets that looked like there were shit in them, and I think there was enough, although they didn't dissolve the golems completely, and one was taken away.
3: Who did take that? But, but, my lord, isn't, like, your half-brother a golem?
2: Oh, uh,
1: no, sir. My half-brother is not a golem, you would be incorrect on that count. I think that you perhaps have spent too much time inside your strange boat
2: uh, no. see i I heard it was in fact that he was so boring he had the personality of a gold.
1: Ah. well, well I <laughs> I will not argue that he is a ex- person of extraordinarily high quality but not the most interesting individual i I am the brother for that. He is extremely, extremely slow-moving and of great personal strength. I have ah, seen him like a dragon. Ah, yes. Like a sloth. He is quite fond of them and keeps two as pets. I think he thinks it is a animal that represents him in the spirit world or something. I don't know. I've never listened to his ravings from after he returned from the Uzbekistan jungles. It's ridiculous.
0: Never the same.
1: Someone must carry on the family name with honor, and I think that I do so with a modicum of modesty. Uh, and that was uh, the funniest fight.
3: That was an amazing fight.
2: Indeed. Indeed.
3: Move, just, I am so moved. The way you handled it the... off, you are truly the funniest swordsman. Swords were
1: not needed.
3: A... Well, of course. I
0: mean... Ah, what a shitty tale, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was shitty. I will not argue that. All right. So, uh, what were the final counts?
0: Uh, four, two, four, six. <laughs> So Mike, four, One, two, four Me, two, Savannah, four, John,
1: six. I John had seven because I just repeated it. Oh,
0: maybe it was that. Here, I'm, yeah. I'm literally mimicking what you have
1: on the screen, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So now at the end, uh, everybody plays votes on the story like they like best, and um, they can't vote for themselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And how so, many do I have again? You, uh, you have four? four. Yep. All okay. right. All
1: right. So, uh, oh. I guess I just remember that. I have seven? Yeah, you have seven down.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright. Uh, let's start with uh, Scott's story. I am gonna give that one of my coins, if only because uh, crack house is
0: hilarious. <laughs> you know what the funny thing was? <laughs> I was thinking, like, Krakhausen was a, was, is a place, and I'm like, alright, I'll do I'll do that. But it came out crack house I'm like, I'm rolling with it. <laughs> Yo, uh,
2: you'll you'll definitely get one of mine, especially because PETA was a running theme, uh, and and I very much appreciate that.
0: And the funny thing
2: was, in the accent, it sounded like penis every time I said it. Yeah, we're incorporating it. Yeah, kind of did. It did, yeah. That would be a really um, weird bread. I'm just
3: saying. Yeah, Since I'm the, I'm the big spender, um, I'm gonna say that he gets three. Ooh. Oh, oh,
2: damn. Snap. <laughs>
3: All right. You're just, go. Oh. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> I'm not cool. Five I thought coins. that'd be cooler. I saw my reflection in the camera. That was not cool,
1: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Savannah's to the moon and then Hawaii for the fire of vodka. Um, um... So
0: I, I kind of love that you're getting one of mine.
1: Yeah, I only have one to vote for everybody, so I feel good, because I can just vote one for everybody
3: and I'm done. <laughs> so, there. Boom.
0: So
3: uh, for- I'm giving, I agree too. two. I liked it. I, I- like the- the navigator, I like how you ended
0: up in Hawaii. I like how uh, I yeah. you for the, the moon people were pretty good. Yep.
2: No, I appreciate that. I'm like, okay, so how can I do South America and okay, not South America, where are we going? I was this close to doing Alaska. <laughs> But then I realized the volcanoes were too good to pass.
0: Up. See, I, I was at one point gonna be like, I was gonna change it over to like Antarctica for you. I'm like, South America. I thought it was farther south than that. I'm like, no, I'll let her go. She wants. She's going somewhere, that I can tell.
2: <laughs> well, it was still tropical, so yeah, it all yeah. sort of. Yeah. All
1: <clears> right. <throat> uh, how many did you want to vote for her for for her story, John?
3: For her story, two.
1: Two coins. Four coins. All right, uh, and then I already voted one for John. Savannah, Scott's Scott's out, so it's just Savannah. How many coins for John's story, Savannah?
2: Uh, I will give you, I will actually give both of you one for me.
1: One for from... me. And then I get one, and then I would default get the rest of John's vote, right? Yeah. All right. That... I'm keeping one for actually, myself, by you. the way. The bird gets yeah. two.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
1: <laughs> alright, looks like Angus Crackhouse will be winning today's game.
2: Ah! Good showing. Good showing to.
0: Having Indeed. never played this and kind of being. It was funny, it was like you guys were like, alright, roll into the first story. I'm like, I don't know the rules. Okay, keep going.
1: Yeah, just keep yeah, going. Just <laughs>
2: that's the, you that's the answer. Keep going. Yep.
1: And if you have oh, beer and in like six or seven people, it's yeah.
0: amazing.
2: Yeah, you I'm don't. don't... I suggest at least mind. everyone have a shot before you play, if you're all playing that's in a, person. I, I did,
0: I, that was some Midori in my Batman shot. Class.
3: But I, but I worked two puns into mine. I, I that,
0: thought you know, that was we were, very good. Well. Yeah,
3: had punning, dude. There was puns everywhere. I was like, are you serious,
1: John? Oh my god. we
2: <laughs> yeah, no, were good. more than that's two, there
1: were like five. You were on fire. It was ridiculous. Alright. Well, that we. was good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to do this again next week. we'll yeah, see if we we'll
2: Oh, I am... I am super down. I am usually... What is today, Thursday? Yes.
1: John is down. I've never had anybody just, like, straight out be like, I'm captain, like, oh, that was, like, immediately. <laughs> I was yeah, like,
2: I want to say in one game we were in, there was a vicar, but I don't remember, oh, but yeah, mostly, definitely. like, people go pretty straight up.
1: Premis or or Lindros was the vicar?
0: Let's say at I, the I was uh, I was this close was to a, being a rabbi. It was cause... a
2: premise.
1: Which one was it? Which was it was it the game with the pickles or the other game?
2: Uh it was the other game. It was one it's of the, the first ones that I ever played. The Vicar. I was okay, the well, the
1: game. Thirsty was the <laughs> Mongoloid or whatever. <laughs> Mongolians? Mongolians. Oh. Uh <laughs> yeah. Tim was something was it Tim the Vicker?
2: Uh, Tim was definitely not the Vicar. It was somebody with dark hair.
1: Oh, I can't remember. Was it Cosmos?
0: No. Anyway, guys, real quick, I'm going to end this stream, and they can keep talking. So, I uh, hope you guys Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Thanks, everybody, for checking yeah, it out. That we, was we'll, a lot we'll of fun, guys. Maybe more of again in the future. Actually, please. Yeah. <laughs>